Welcome to Big Conversations by Ordinary People. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, usually, I'll, I'll, like everyone else, I'll just let you introduce yourself. Okay. So I can pick the whole perspective of the conversation from your introduction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my name is Isaac Isaacodong. Um, I'm a business development manager and marketing, um, marketing and communication. I double as a marketing and communications person at Service Corps, which is a fintech. Um, I'm also an entrepreneur myself, a farmer. Um, and a real estate uh, person, I do have a, hot, a hotel I, I'm, and I'm working on with that upcountry. But also my passion is into the digital marketing. And not because why, how I grew into that was, was um, before COVID, mm-hmm. I, I met a gentleman who was very passionate about digital and, and took me under his wing to teach me the wrong things I was doing and the right way I was doing. So for example, um, the first time I was employed as a marketing person, was with was with um, a tour and travel company, and this person asked me and said, "Can we re- can we reach out to all the CEOs in Kampala?" Okay, mm. and the first thing I did was ask for pocket money <laughs> and went office by office by office knocking on doors, until I didn't get business for a whole year. Yeah, uh, simply because I was I was selling the wrong thing. I wasn't selling what they wanted. I was selling what we wanted them to buy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this gentleman uh, comes through for this uh, comes through to this uh, tour and travel. Through introductions, of course, I guess to see me and immediately tells me, I want to teach you everything you're, you're doing wrong by doing it the right way, okay? Yeah. But also save you time and money and expenses because he said, I am able to reach a thousand people with with two dollars. You're reaching 300, 400, 500 people and you're spending a lot of money. So there's something you're doing wrong and there's something I'm doing right. I need to teach you. So he took me under his wing and from there, that's when the, the journey started. It, it was tough. It was tough. Um, why? Because... I went through a lot of mentorship. If, if you, the kind of mentorship whereby guys are making hundreds of millions of dollars online um, and you need to get on a call with them. Remember, these are guys in the US and the UK. Their time frame is different. Mm-hmm. So you'd need to stay up late in the night just to get on a call with someone. And these guys would look through your life and tell you, you need to stop going out for partying. You need to stop drinking. You need to stop doing all this Did you drugs and stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, does that make sense? For now. For now, it does make sense. Why? Because... I, when, when someone tells me let's go out and party mm-hmm. I'm mostly calculating in my head the cost benefit ratio of that as opposed to me sitting down on a course learning that and I know it's going to help me get more money over a certain period of time so I'm always calculating in my head like should I go out for this unless it's a corporate party okay. where I know um, I'm going to interact with people network and all that but if it's a social party of let's go to Chadbond or let's go to I'm usually in my head I'm, the first thing that comes is like no this is why you don't come I'm with going to I'm going to spend money. I do not want to waste money. I can use that money for other things. Yeah. Is this why you don't come for your colleague? I, I will go I for your colleague. <laughs> so, I would also like to sponsor your colleague, but yeah. but yes, I, I will come for your colleague. Yeah. But it's a social event. But really, yeah. I don't agree with the fact that um, I feel like that, that zeroes down to planning, right? Yeah, sure. If you plan to like you can include your social life in the in the, in the busy life right? yeah, no my my social life has has been very bad i would say that uh why because i'm always online looking for the next best thing like right now right now i'm trying to invest two, two years ago two three years ago before covid i invested in about 15 companies okay and when i was on a call with those guys they were just starting out and they're saying look um from what we are seeing COVID is going to hit the world so bad. Like, the world will never recover even after 10 years. And it didn't make sense at first. I mean, people have have, have opened up their businesses. People have, have kind of stabilized. But when you see the number of people still who are losing jobs, when you see the number of people who are um, 
who are being replaced by AI. Okay, there's, there's artificial intelligence and there's super artificial intelligence. Now, the US is just starting to use super artificial intelligence. If it hits Africa, it's going to be worse. Mm-hmm. And, and with super AI, what I mean is AI that can do work for thousands of people, factory workers, um, in seconds, okay? Yeah. AI that can drive trucks, like what Elon Musk, uh, I think he has, a, he, has a, he has a contract with Pepsi right now. He's using, they're using his, his, his Tesla vehicles to drive the truck. So thousands of drivers have, have lost. If that hits the market, there's going to be a lot of high end. So wait, what you're saying here in, yeah. this, in this situation is yeah. uh, AI is affecting digital marketing. Not just AI. The future of digital marketing is affected mm-hmm. by artificial intelligence. Not just digital marketing, but yeah. I, would, I would like to look at the six pillars of a business, okay? okay? Look at marketing, look at sales, look mm. at customer experience, customer delivery, look at um, finance, look at um, people, right? Yeah. Um, even mindset itself. Um, there's, there's, there's an AI I'm, I'm, I'm testing that can do better work than a therapist. I don't think so. So what really though, yeah, yeah. here's how I understand yeah. artificial intelligence. So I feel like <laughs> what we miss though is the fact that it's it's not here to substitute True. the human bit of things. It's just to like improve efficiency. Yeah. Like you still need to be a good prompter to yeah. like get the best prompts out of like copy.ai, right? Yeah. You still have to to know how to really run code lines to understand Elon Musk's algorithm. Yeah. It makes it faster, it makes it automated, it makes it more efficient. Totally so agree. it improves work, right? Yeah. I, I don't feel like the people who will get what, what what do you what do you say about um, what do you say about hotels that are I'll give an example. You can check out um these there's an AI called Predis right now, right? Um as look as from the meeting I was from, um I, I was telling this lady that she does so much work, okay? She's overwhelmed by so much. She's, she's doing graphics, she's creating captions, she's going to post, she's looking for reports, all that for all the people she's consulting with. And I, and I told her, look, if you just had access to this AI, all you need to do is add the logo of the cast, of, of the client, mm-hmm. tell it what to do. So it has a little bit of chat GPT in there and, and, and describe the kind of graphics you'd want to see. Okay, then describe the kind of content that you're going to see. Then attach their social media channels and tell it how frequently you want to post, post this content. Then at the end of the day, it is also going to generate a report for you. She said, that's not possible. And I showed her the AI. And she said, wow. So all she has now is five free accounts. Her homework is, let me go add these people's, these people's work, share the briefs with them, share the graphics. And the beauty about it is you can edit where it has produced, right? So that means that these guys are going to stop uh hiring their graphics designers that's one mm-hmm. two the copywriters each of them has about five copywriters in-house are going to lose their jobs I, i've seen it for example i i went to consult with with um with, with a guy in the tourism space and he got a client in the u.s the client says oh, i'd like to write about africa right let's start with uganda i'd like to write about the food the culture the dancing everything about the, the nightlife and entertainment and he was paying about you spend about 500,000 shillings for these guys to write 10 articles per month. That's 50,000 per article. Now, when ChatGPT came through, he said, why do I need to hire all these guys? And I said, you, need, you still need them because with things like ChatGPT, ChatGPT will give you the same results if you're in the same geolocation. Mm. We've proven that one right. However, there are other copywriting tools that people have no idea about. Take an example of Longshot.ai. I'm an investor in that company. Take an example of, of Copyline.com. I'm an investor in that company. Mm. These guys have gone ahead to add even 
um, uh, plugins in the software to show you that when we use this, one, it's going to rank. So you have an SEO factor in it. Two, this article has never been written anywhere else. Three, they've put a, a anti-plagiarism uh, filters in there, meaning that even when someone checks to see if it was written by ChatGPT, it will not show. So when I introduced the guy to that, guess what happened? <laughs> he fired the, the yeah, 10 right. guys. So while, while, I, while I agree with that, it's, it's improving efficiency. I think it's improving efficiency for people who are appreciating it. Okay. Okay. Because there are people who do not like AI at all. I've I've met so many who like. And they're just not caught up with. Not like no, it's not even. Yet. It's not. It's not even that. I I I'll, I'll give another example to to explain that. So, every time. How often do you transact online with your card? Very often, I happen to spend a lot of time in the nightlife. I also work exactly. So, in the night. so before you before you started investing, was there a fear? Yeah. Exactly. Now, what that's that's the stage most people are in. There is that fear of, what if this happens? It's like when you're transacting online for the first time with your card. What if money is stolen? What if uh, someone gets my card details? Yes, money will be stolen. I've lost over five thousand dollars right now from the same bank with my card, and I understand. I it took me time to understand, but the idea behind transitioning from fear. To, to to practice to learning to taking a risk is that there's enlightenment okay it's 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 more or less the same like um a person who's going to have sex the first time before you have sex there's anxiety there's fear. you're like what is this it's, it's excitement until you have it and you're like wait this is this is this is all there is to it wait this this and and then you get to learn over and over with practice that if i keep on using the air it makes my work more if, easier and more efficient to, to, to do. But also, I know in the back of my head, I should know in the back of my head that I should teach others the benefits of using this because at this point in time, the faster we do tasks, the faster we execute, the faster we get results. People look at, there's a saying that you're not paid for your time. You're paid for the value you bring to the marketplace. If I'm able to produce um, sales faster using an AI, Mm. As opposed to someone who's going, knocking door to door, who who are they going to pay more attention to? Obviously me. Why? Because I'm bringing in more results as opposed to someone who is every day, every day knocking and giving excuses. You see that? So that that's that's what I think of it. That there are, there are two sides to it. There are those who don't appreciate it because they've not understood fully the benefits of it, or they fear um, it will replace them. There's always that fear. Then there are those who have used it, appreciated it. Um, th- usually these are early adopters, investors. They've gone into it and said. This thing is going to help. What is the future like uh, yeah. with this? And uh, have appreciated this, and they're getting to use it. even with the digital marketing space right now. Um, very, I would say in Uganda, there's very few companies that that have fully embraced AI um, for digital. Why? Because they are still good with the traditional means of, of, of doing things. Whether it's it's shooting, editing a video, whether it's producing um, video ads and things like that. There are very few that have yet. There are AI tools that do exactly that in seconds. And because they feel this is more traditional, it's more human-like and things like that, with time they phase out, they, they move into that space. I feel like uh, since yeah. AI works around a lot of data, it's easy for for you to come to like a better decision, right? Because yeah. you, you're working with a lot of big data. Yeah. And that's the plus it gives you as True. someone on the job. It helps yeah. you come to a better decision quickly. Quickly, yes, but also we need to be we need to be very uh, careful about how we how we use that data, right? So, 
What most people don't know is that AI is exposed to search engines before they launch them. Okay, they'll they'll just expose they'll they'll develop something in the in the lab mm. and expose it to Google. They'll expose it to to Bing. They'll expose it to Yahoo. They'll expose it to AOL. They'll ex- all these all these platforms and they'll just leave it to learn. Okay, just say, go in there, consume as much data as possible and learn. Then when it's reached a certain threshold, yeah. They can now say, okay, how do we let's test this thing out? Create for us this, create for us this. When they when it starts now learning, oh, I've I've learned this somewhere. I can now use the code. I can use the algorithm to create it. That's when they monetize it. So we need and and what you, what most people don't know is that we also feed information into Google. We feed articles. We feed blogs. We feed we feed um, results. All this information. So if the information is skewed, mm-hmm. the data you get from the AI is also going to be skewed. So you need to be you need to always cross check. If the data is actually correct with what is there, because ChatGPT has flaws. Do you do you think that that's fair? That um, there's not there's like there's no thin line between data manipulation and and what what we are forced to like consume, right? So all these AI is using our data, right? Yeah. Then to use the same data to just market us to market I, back I, to I, us I, stuff. I think it's not fair. But again, it's what most people are using to make money. For example, right now in the US, there's about 10,000 faceless companies, lead generation companies who sell data mm. to companies like Google. I am I have access to one of those companies. If I if I said, for example, right now, that I would like to know all the studios that do podcasts in Nigeria, Congo, Chiwatule, it's going to give me that data. It's going to give me your phone number. Your email address, it's going to give me all your social media accounts. When you're last active, it's going to tell me you're a good person to work with as opposed to working with someone in, in, in Tinder. Mm-hmm. Now, that information would not have been easy for me to access if I did not have access to that AI or yeah. that access to that tool. Too. So, so data, what you call data brokers, are actually a big business, a big business in the US. And most of them... I'm sorry to say this, but most of them get this data from insurance companies. They get them from your card. Yeah. Every time you go and swipe, your information is going somewhere. So those act as data points that these guys can then use. Every time you, you, you're looking for a drug, use an app. Every time you, you, you feel a certain way, go and tweet about it. Every time you feel like um, you need food, go and use an app. You're giving information away. Ask, let, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a very simple question. What's the first thing that always appears on a new phone before you use it, that if you do not accept it, you will not use that phone. The terms and conditions. Exactly. Terms and agreements. It's the same thing as, as, as to when, when, you're, when you're using a SIM card. You need to sign somewhere. Mm-hmm. Usually it's very small bits of information. You don't even bother reading. You just sign. Yeah. Every time you're opening up a, a bank account, they give you a very long piece of information. You don't even read it, but you just sign. Why? Because like you don't have time. I person that reads every single terms and conditions. There are actually many people. There's a guy who countered, who, who countered uh, Airtel Ademkian in court and said there's a flaw. In the terms and conditions, of course, there was a there was a gentleman's agreement outside of court. Mm-hmm. But when they discover that, they like wait, wait. These guys actually read <laughs> these things. You see that, sure. meaning that when you give the, when you sign, you've given them access to to everything. It, it's a reason that's why I tell people that you cannot say they've not hacked you, but you've already given your information out. It doesn't matter if you go to to um, to the internet or not. These guys have your data. You've signed it off, and that's 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 where data brokers come. It's a huge business out there. Do you feel like the future is promising with 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 the now existing automations, artificial um, intelligence? I would say yes and no. Um, yes for for guys who adopt them early. No for those who are refusing to accept it. Um, 
I keep telling people this that if if you watch the movies, if you watch the series, be very critical about what they're trying to communicate. These guys don't just make a movie or series for entertainment. Ninety mm. percent of the time, they're trying to communicate yeah. their series where Uganda has been mentioned, right? Mm. About uh, election fraud and all that. They're communicating something to you, and most times you 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 tend to to see that later on. I mean, if you look at things like the last ship, it was a series. It came out before COVID. COVID was acted out, or everything was done in relation to what actually happened. Look but at there's Tur- so many, there's yeah. so many movies that yeah. Look at the the Terminator series. It's ideally speaking about AI and what it's going to do to the world. It's not saying that it's going to where the destroy, machines rise. Yeah, but where the machines are going to take over, take over the do world. Do you believe that? I I know it for a fact. In South Korea right now, they've invented um, a human being, not like actual human being, but infused with AI that can read news better than a journalist. I've actually seen it, and I'm like. What do you mean read news better than so journalists usually read uh, news from a teleprompter, right, or yeah. or a screen? What this thing has been trying to do was they would sit with a normal person to read out, and it would actually read out better than what was what what, what was being presented there, and make it more believable using facial expressions, tone of voice, and things like that. Mm. Because there's a way journalists, for example, read out news, and there's a certain stature they they. They, they need them to be in. But this added flavor to it. And they were like, if this thing reads news better, without getting tired, why do we need to hire a human being to do it? So yes and no. No, because... Um, the cost. The cost of it. But also, this thing is going to be forced onto us, right? If you watched the Wakanda movies or series carefully, they are pointing to countries that are adopting this faster than other countries. Those countries are getting... Uh, are moving further in terms of development than other countries. If if let me just give a typical typical example. There's a reason as to why Google, Microsoft, Facebook, and other companies are situated in countries like South Africa and Kenya, because they adopt things faster. They see where it's going. They think, oh wait, this is going to help improve employment. It's going to help. Him. Let's let's get it on. Let's sign it this thing right now. In Uganda, it's, it's the opposite. Um, you need to to pay some money to somebody to get a to get many people to agree to something. And these guys are like, no, we can't work with this country. Let's move on. So in this case, you're saying the government is lousy? Not the government. Um, I believe the systems and structures we've put in place have made it both difficult for for, 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 for investment, have made it difficult for, for, for things like that to, to help the country, right? If you go to Rwanda, for example, I was telling someone the other day that when you're entering a taxi or the bus, you don't pay cash. Mm-hmm. Use a card. Why? They want to find a way to reduce corruption. Here, you negotiate. Do you feel like cashless reduces corruption? I, I feel cashless increases but also reduces corruption, both ways. What does that mean, increases or reduces? Yeah, so if if you keep, if you can dictate how much you're going to pay, like whenever you're using um, Safe Border, for example, there are certain times of the, of, the, of the night when the price is up, the price is down. Price is up, who determines that? You see that? You can't say it's the AI, no. There's, there's a system, there's an algorithm in place that determines that. Right, so I, I I think there's a level, in my opinion, there's a level mm. of mistrust between people who say, why is it ten thousand shillings at six p.m. and at nine p.m. is two thousand? Why is it because of the of the flow of traffic? Who yeah. determines that? There's someone who determines that, right? So we have to be careful about about um about how we use it. So like I was saying, yes, it's good to adopt AI, but we need to be very careful on how we use it. It may be good, it may be bad. Do you think it's biased? No. I think I think these guys are intentional about what they want to achieve. Um, 
again a typical example there's a reason i'll give it a very simple example there are international schools and there are the traditional schools mm. a parent their parents who are comfortable paying ten thousand dollars a month i mean a term for a child to go to international they know obviously the level of education of that child is going to be higher than one of the traditional school and i've i've i've, I've, I've spoken to both to, to both kids you will sit down with a kid who's in, in an international of course there are those who come out and they have they are into sexual whatever all, all these you know misbehaviors and all that but there are those who are very very smart mm. you speak to a kid and you're like wow i wish that was my kid i think smartness is relative though yes but yeah. what, what i'm talking about is, is is level do you of feel IQ. like your chances of being in an international school increase your chances of being smart i think yes i, I think I, I i would agree with that but also the environment you're in you see so then yeah. it comes to like the grand scale of how you define smart right right now smartness for me i would look at it from how you interpret situations how you how you how you speak how you would, would how you, you call alien skin smart smart yes in terms of entertainment he's very smart he has no attachment to, to an international school exactly but he's smart why mm-hmm. and he's street smart i know why you're going that he's a, he's a street smart guy because he's understood he's understood the the flow of where the of where the crowd is going have you asked yourself why there are artists who have been in the industry for 10 years and never broken through luck no sometimes uh, it's not even tenacity. luck not even that it's usually one one thing just one thing how do you what would you attribute to like the beat let me give you a typical example there there are songs that have been written by brilliant minds okay mm-hmm. the beat is not the best but it, it's flowing okay then if you listen carefully there are songs that have a uniform dance hall beat and they just add flavor to it now the smart producers um the guys who are managing vinka for example have realized that and said let's build something around this okay let's play around with an instrument let's play around with the coke bottle let's play and they've just played around with that then they they they, they come up with a bit this is what you're saying lyrics. like uh, i guess it's, it's what ashake is doing have you, have you listened to ashake's work i've heard of i've heard of ashake so he has ashake. i think work work of art he has he has that latest ep yeah. and i was looking at his reviews where the producer on every single jam mm. just tweaked the same beat yeah yeah but because they're trying to sell to sell the sound so they're doing two things yeah they're selling the product of the sound very independent from and the artist from yeah. the artist yeah right so in the future they could sell the same sound through another artist yes yeah and and that's why that's 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 that brings me back to your question that and you're saying was it biased i think these guys are intentional about what they're doing there are people there are artists who will be called upon to perform at parties but you'll never hear their music more often mm. their bank accounts are growing <laughs> every day and they're comfortable with that the artists who are being called to perform at parties uh, i mean uh, being called to perform on big stages i, I think they call them uh, is it the first act or something like that mm-hmm. they come on before the final act right and somehow two three years the guy just dies like that right now the guys who have figured out the entire value chain of the of the ecosystem or of 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 of, of the entertainment industry are thinking like the guys who are inventing the ais think like china right china will produce two types of we produce products for two types of customers high end and the low end customer right. yeah. now these guys are saying let's have out of an album of 10 let's have four or five tracks that are absolute bangers the rest it's okay it's okay we don't mind if it makes money or not but these are going to make us money these are just to 
be there. In case someone wants to do a performance here, it will make us some money. The guys who have invented AI have the same thought process. They're saying every time there's, there, there, there are two platforms I know. One is called Dilify, the other one is called, um, I'm forgetting the other one. But what these guys do before they launch their thing, they go into that marketplace, right? And they're, and they're looking for investors and they're looking for early, early adopters. Mm-hmm. An investor will, will say, okay, this thing is $90, $90 okay, one off. I'm going to buy it, but I want to get on a call with the founder. And I say, guy, look, I want to invest in your company. I want to put in more money into it. I like this thing. Can I be an investor? I'm willing to put in $500,000 into it. And the guy removes the thing off the marketplace and now starts monetizing it. Okay? Now, after monetizing it, there are guys who are going to see the thing and be like, ah, this thing is not good for me. Let me use my traditional means of. And he will move away from it. Now, this other guy will come to Africa and say, okay, do you like this thing? Yes or no? The African market. And, and this is where most people get it wrong that when these guys come to Africa, I don't know if you've ever gone online and tried to purchase something and they tell you it's not available in your, it's not available in your region. Yeah. Yeah. It's there for a reason. It's not, it's not that they're being racist. No. The number of customers they expect to get from that region are simply just, it doesn't make business sense for them. But if, if, if you went to Kenya, I've been to Kenya and I tried to up, up, uh, purchase the same app and it was available. I didn't make sense. So in my mind, initially, I thought these guys were being racist. Mm. <laughs> but and, no. and with a content tag, yeah, there's content that is accessible, say Supersport, right? Yeah, and, and I was like, wait, why is there this? And I'm like, no, uh, just from our data, Uganda is not. We don't have any customers of interest there. But you go to Kenya, you go to South Africa, you go to, you go to Uganda, you go to Nigeria. It's accessible. So it didn't. It, it sort of bothered me and said, should I change my VPN now <laughs> to, 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 to make it look like it's from Nigeria for me to access? And it has worked. Sometimes it doesn't work, but it does work. So yes, this, these guys, I would say, are intentional about what they want to achieve. And for them, at the end of the day, it does, it's not just about money, right? It's also about impact. If you go to, um, like I was telling you about my mentorship, yeah, there is there is a group that's it's being closed now. Uh, it was called the War Room Mastermind. Okay, these are guys who had made at least a million dollars a year in net 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 income, just a million dollars. Okay, mm. I was privileged through my boss to get into that. To get, but if you look at what these guys are discussing, you had guys uh, the owner of Virgin Airlines in there. You had people like um, Stripe Masiwa in there. You had. Um, very smart, smart entrepreneurs whom we've never heard about who are making a shitload of money in there, guys in the Bitcoin space, guys in the digital market, guys we've never heard about. And the guy tells you, at the end of the day, you can make all the money you want. I've gotten married to a woman, big house, big everything, but I was not happy because I was always chasing more money. And now I'm not happy because she's left. And they will tell you what makes them happy is, like I was telling you as, as with a teenage mom uh, before I came here, that is, is seeing how they use that money to help other people who are less privileged. People make less than a dollar a day. So I may not have supper tonight, right? But if I'm able to get 10,000 shillings and, and go and give to someone who's able to buy soap, buy maybe posho, and I look at how happy they are, that gives me peace of mind. As opposed to, let me say, let me well, go. It also leaves you hungry, right? No, no, yeah, it, it, may, it may leave me hungry, but I can survive. I can survive on 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 on. on on what I can survive on fun, I can I can even decide to fast, right? Mm-hmm. But the peace of mind I go to bed with, knowing that if my life ended that night, I know I've left somebody happy. They can now figure out because when you listen to the stories of these of these girls, it's it, man, you can get into tears, and some of them are, are being you know their fathers are sleeping with them and all this. So it it bothers me that yes, there are charities out there mm-hmm. who are practicing what they call charity porn. Go take a picture post on Facebook, post on Twitter, and say that they are impacting a life. 
the other people I know who are getting funding from from the guys in MMA yeah. in the US, you never see. They don't even have a website, but they are doing heavy work uh, in 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 in, in Namungo. They're doing a lot of work in in Nachiba. Uh, they're quiet, what, what I call quiet champions, okay? And when you interact with some of these guys, these guys are wealthy. They're saying, man, at the end of the day, I know I may have a disease or not. I know mm. I have this money. I know I have this big house in Muyenga. But can I come and spend time with these guys every weekend? Can I can I smile with them? Can I can we interact? It gives them peace of mind. And in a way or two, guess what? They are, those people who left them, their wives, their children, start to come back. Said, Dad, we heard you're doing something interesting. We want to know what it is. My husband was doing this. I want to know what it is. I want like they start to come back. And which is why I, I, I keep telling people this that digital marketing is going to move away from just getting likes, engagement, and followers and sales yeah. to a universal approach, a spiritual approach. Has someone come to How you? Do you mean? Let me let me explain this to you. Has someone come to you the deal that's worth maybe a hundred million shillings, right? But your instincts tell you, I can't do this. Your gut feeling. Mm, I can't do this. It just doesn't feel right. That's where it's going to go. When you reach that level of, of, of understanding, then you know you have at least, but it's more than just money to you. It's about, it's about alignment. It's about harmony. I've reached that level because I, I've, I've worked with people so, ma- so many times. You get on a call with someone, even when the person wants to do business with you. And from the tone, huh, you're like, mm. I don't agree. No, not the money is good. Everything is good, yeah. but you say, "Let me go back and think about it." And in your mind, you're like, you even start to project. If I did work for this guy, this is most likely what's going to happen. They'll likely cheat you. Two, they'll put you in a lot of pressure. Three, they'll maybe pay you all the first two months and disappear. Four, it just doesn't feel right. There's something fishy about it. Immediately, I get that. So, for me, I believe uh, since now we have like AI. Yep. And since once you present it with so much data, it can um, go through that data and help you come up with a really solid decision. True. Very um, informed projections for like the future. Yeah. We'll not have to count on gut feelings anymore. Because you see, half of the time, there's I, I a probability like with gut feelings, right? I'd like to counter there's that. like a 50-50 probability on yeah. whether your gut is correct or not. Yeah. And most of the time, it's not informed from um, a perspective that has data to back it up. It's, yep. it's, it's just how you feel, how a guy looks like, how they talk. Guy could be a and you're like, ah, man, fuck these guys. Mm-hmm. So that could inform how you do your business with people, True. right? But with AI, there's data. Yeah. All yep. the decisions are automated. There's conclusive uh, convulsion from start to end of process. Yep. You are sure of what you inject and what you get out. Yeah. yeah. So I so I I'd like to counter that. Let's let's give a typical example of, of, of a website, right? Mm. The websites I know that look very good, very beautifully branded and, and, and created. No single lead, no single customer. Day in, day out. Yeah. And a person is paying admin fees, is paying every he's paying for, for, for costs of plugins and all these things. Every year. Mm. Okay? It takes a very smart business owner. And I'll, I'll explain how the AI comes in to look at this and say, this is not working out for me. And usually when they come to you, they, they'll be like, can we redesign the website? Subconsciously, he's telling you, can you design for me something that's going to bring me customers? Subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. If you're not smart enough, you'll not realize it, right? Now with AI, let me let me, let me me tell you why I, I said I invested in 15 companies. It took me two years to start using those AI tools. 
yes i did videos on how to use them but actually using them to do what it took me two years. years why it didn't feel right take an example I've, I've told you about an ai that um that does that does um content right you tell it i want this kind of content add the logo add the website it will create for everything up to now i i, I just gave the logins to this to this girl and told her go learn master it learn how to use it i don't feel it's the right time to use it yet it's there yes i have a lifetime license to it i speak to the guys once in a while by telling me guy your, your account is all it does is it measures <laughs> my performance right on these on these platforms but i feel it's not yet the right time they change the layouts and everything i've told her go master it learn how to use it but it's not yet the right time for me to use it I'm, i don't yet feel aligned to it which is why um i don't know if you've heard of uh, uh, investors that invest long term and those in short term someone described me as a long-term investor I may, I may put in money to something and i'll see the benefits even after maybe 15 years it's when i realize it right i think that's how my mind works that i'll see something i'll say okay maybe it's just a hundred dollars i'll buy it and i'll put but it with the our economy what's what's the guarantee that your mind will have the strength to keep up with that tenacity of like uh, investing long term where return on investment is almost close to impossible to be not so so for me what why to answer that I, I think i invest in things i know that are going to impact how the world is moving most of our, our decisions in uganda are made basing one availability of funding okay. <laughs> availability of funding mm. at a very bit of funding is made by a person who is in a first world country okay so our decisions in subconsciously in a way or two spill down from the other side from the first if you guys are implementing this i remember you remember when they were giving out uh, covid jabs and vaccines they started from that side yeah. it spilled down inside when covid started it started from that side it spilled down when the war started in ukraine a year ago it spilled down to africa now african leaders so there's a, there's a, there's there's a shift that something that's being done in the first world country after a certain period of time filters through a third world country like uganda so what does that mean i have to start thinking globally not locally not locally meaning that a guy my age i'm always thinking what was a guy my age doing in the us yeah but isn't that one of the biggest issues businesses here have suffered where True. they're implementing um systems that western solutions for african problems right yeah and that is something we've suffered with on like a big scale which is why i said i'll invest in it but wait i'll invest in it because they are, they are, they are, i mean they are so i was looking at i was looking at at ai tools today that not just build websites but bring customers and even tell you how your how your website feels among different customers and i was like wait 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 if i start sharing this stuff with guys out they're going to think i'm mad right because someone will say let me look at this website okay i like the color I like I like the tone change this change that's a guy that's a guy thinking from an emotional point of view he's not thinking from a data point of view because a data a data person would go on the back end of the website look at how many visitors am i getting right how many visitors have read this particular blog i've put up where are they spending there's tools that tell you where people are spending most time where they're dropping off right and if if i told a guy look your contact us page is getting more people more people's attention I would like you to put it on where the home button is. He's going to say you're mad. But that's where most of your customers are. So you want to grab them where they're spending most time. Most people think you're mad because you're thinking from a data point of view 
as a as opposed to an emotional point of view of a guy who looks at a website it looks good yeah yeah this is good enough for me but what when you look at your when you look at your portfolio is it bringing revenue for you it's the same thing as as as, as an, when you look at when you look at a girl right if you went to typical example went to Acacia Avenue you're going to have a drink you'll find so many beautiful girls there I'll tell you 99% of them upstairs are not okay these are girls they want to party an iPhone is a must you have to you have to buy her a car she will take shisha for her that's life okay on a day in a, in a week she has to go out at least four times and her Instagram has to look good she has to show you that she looks good there are many of them out there what, what I would call Instagram models, right? But what does it take for a guy to sit down with a chick and even just the first five minutes you say, you know what, mm, I can vibe with her. This one immediately you turned off. She may look good and everything on the sub, but you turned off. Now that's how you look at, that's how I look at things that I don't just look at something so good looking on the surface. I want to know what's, what's like I want to dig deep. And so what's, what's, what's that one thing that I've met so many smart ladies, for example, who totally dress just off, Right? tattered jeans they want they are trying to put out signals to send off guys okay and yet me a smart guy i want to know more <laughs> you get i want to see what makes That's her tick yeah. yeah when she writes something on 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 on, on facebook how what what in what brought that thought process i want to know what is she made of what what's mm-hmm. that one thing and i usually want to surround myself with such people they may not look good some of them have earrings here you know lipstick the nails are like for egos and stuff but me as a person, I know where I'm hanging out with them. They elevate you. Okay? So you hang out with hoes a lot. Not hoes. I wouldn't call them hoes. I wouldn't like call them hoes. Described no, no, they are not hoes. They are okay. not hoes. A hoe, a hoe is someone who who does a certain practice in in certain things. But yeah, well, the women you talked about are women on Instagram, and literally almost Instagram is designed to hoe women, right? The Instagram algorithm mm. is not made of hoes. It's it is designed for, it's still it's, the best it's, way to sell some pussy. It's, de- it's designed it's designed basing on what you search for and most people go to instagram to search for bikini pictures why do you bands, find exactly us, why nyash. do you why do you find that when you go for example to a certain page and the entire page has thighs as and all that why do you think the followers are so many and 99% of them are guys because yeah. that's what the guys are searching for that's, exactly but there are also pages i've seen of women, of men who speak sense, who speak value. Who speak sense, right? Like yes. again, and I, I, they are growing too. Being a hoe does not yeah. degrade you from being a human being. In true, this case, true, right? We're saying hoes are selling pussy, and that is what majority of the men go to Instagram for. So exactly, it does not take away the humanity. But yeah. but what I'm saying is, it depends on what you're looking for. You as a user, if I'm a, if I'm Isaac, for example, let's say I have fifteen thousand followers, and I will tell you that. Every time I post something related to business, With, on Instagram, yeah, business or inter- entrepreneurship, I'll get maybe ten people who like it. But let me post a picture of me in a beach. Hey, the women will come. They do come. Hi, you're lost. Hey, what? Hey. I'm like, Mm-mm, that's not me. That's not what I'm trying to communicate. So I realized that, and this is where there was a shift for me, right? That the life I was living right going out partying mm. they said that for a guy every time you go out you have a lot of money you're shooting your guys beers and stuff yeah in the morning you become an accountant wait how did i spend this money <laughs> how you know you start now calculating i bought this guy a club i bought this guy a guinness i bought this guy a bell what did the money you become an accountant i didn't want that you hang over and you start calculating and on monday you're thinking why well, i don't have transport to go to work what am i going to do i said no 
let me live a boring life yes it will and the, these guys are very clear to me on the mental me are telling me the path you're choosing is going to break you a lot mentally you're going to lose your friends people you call your friends you're going to lose um people will never understand you okay but on the other side of things you're going to attract a certain group of people who have been through what you're going through will guide you and say i want to do business with this guy at his age because he understands i'll tell you majority of the people i hang out with are people above 50 50 60 70 people tell me you're too old man i said no they understand my mind if i tell someone for example you have a company good you have a sales team good how much do you spend on your sales team every week they're telling me 300k I'm like okay if i made it easy for your sales team to be able to convert more leads into sales and the only thing you'd be spending on is airtime mm-hmm. would that make sense he does the math he's only going to spend 30k like wait that's a very huge shift from expenses i'm not going to get more value says show me how to do it that guy is going to be able to listen to you and trust you and exchange value with you in terms of income as opposed to someone who says hey man let's go to chadi and, and, and I, have, i have nothing wrong against chadi but you're going to have a shift in mindset right and that life may not be the life that your friends want to, to be around you with but when they know you're making money they're long around you so yeah uh, the, the, the thing i'm trying to do the thing i've done for um for the longest time yeah is it, it, it's hard to work with friends right and it's, the core it's, it's friends, difficult it's I, very difficult yeah I'm making up my mind about it really if it's yeah. something I really want to continue doing because it's extremely hard. Yeah. But it is because of how work is structured. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, how um how worth is valued. So because to so many people. Yeah. Like the issues you raise uh, I don't want friends that I can that, that I go to chat with and what not. And yet the grand scheme of life are actually these things yeah. right when you you make money to spend it with your friends yeah yeah i even at my what i, I don't want to call it my biggest because i'm still really so young right i am still going to make a lot more money in my life but at the point i've seen that even when i've had enough money i'll yeah. still look for my friends they matter the most so if i can then bridge the gap of work and friendship and they get that right yeah then i consider that success right? true this is something i've been working on for like since 2013 all my time by the way yeah. uh, my first company my best friend was running it the juice thing my mm. best friend hannington was running it mm. uh he was making the juice he also was making the economics around it i was just investing in it money mm. and bringing up ideas to it so it was peak it was good right friends family me usually that's the thing my mom was making the jeans today and my cousins were doing everything mm. to to this the podcast is edited by a friend it's shot by my friends um partly sponsored by a friend and brother things like that right yeah. like that is how i want to define my success is that i spent much more time the post, this podcast is strictly be conversational I'm like the official producer dedicated to my child yeah the whole of it mm. but that is just because that is how i want to define my success like i put in my most work with mm. my friends mm. and family and that was enough for me okay yeah because you see i have seen money and i know i'm going to make a lot of it but then i also have detached from life i know you can have money and not have it yeah it's more like the same thing like that like that is how i want to define success i don't want to define it by okay 
I believe I can smoke weed with someone and mm. they still give me multi-million dollar idea. Sure. I have done this with millionaires here. Yeah. They're my friends. They still have habits. I don't, I don't have a problem with what society constructs as the bad. Yeah. Right? Mm. I find those just habits people should learn to control mm. and live with. Yeah. So you mentioned something very interesting and, and I was going to come to that. So every quarter... Um, I, I've infused what you've talked about. You talked about helping your friends and do that from a commercial point of view, but also from what I call a freemium model. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, there are people in my life, okay, that will ask me for anything at a weird hour of the night, at a weird time of the day, and I will give it to them. No questions asked. Something I know I'm going to charge for, I will give it to them for free. And, and I, I've, I've seen where they are. Most times it's people I've seen want to transition into a certain life, certain, you know, they've made a bad decision, but they want to move on. They want to learn something, right? Last month, I, I trained 50 people, friends of mine. On, 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 I trained them on Facebook advertising. I trained them on Google ads. I trained them on Instagram advertising. I trained them on LinkedIn advertising. I trained them on sales. The training was online from my mentors. They said, good enough to say, because it's one thing they told us in, in, in the war room that, for everything you do, at that point of time, I, I've been at a near-death experience so many times. When you're at that point, in, you forget about everything. The, the only image that comes to your mind is the people. Your mother, your father, your family, your friends. That's the only, image, that's the only thing that matters. And that's why when people, are, are, God forbid, are going to die, you see them crying. So they're not crying because of the money in the bank account. No, mm. they're crying because what have I left behind? Am I leaving this person? Uh, is it my time to go? Is it the right time to go? There's so many questions going on. So to, to infuse what you've just said, um, yes, there's, there's, there's people in my life who make decisions that I'm not comfortable with. And I speak to them. I even ask them, how are you doing right now? And there's usually a time. I give them time. And someone will come to you and say, I need to learn this. I need to learn this. Thing. And I'll give them a training. It's paid for, but I'll say have and training. Why? Um, for me, that is 90% of the success in my life more than making money. If I'm able to teach someone something and they use it and they give me feedback, maybe after a day or two, even a week or a month, and say, man, that thing helped me a lot. This unexplainable feeling of, of happiness you have in your heart, knowing that, yes, you've helped someone, you've not asked for anything, and they've moved, they've, 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 they've shifted the trajectory in their life, Right. That that for me is is the, is 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 what I would call my legacy. That I realized it wasn't that I was attracting them, but I realized God was communicating me that most of the people who have come to me and said, "Hey, by the way, um, I like what you're doing. Can we? Can you help me with this?" Teenage mothers, most of them. Out after three months, you'd never know. But somehow, you're speaking to someone. There's someone in the background saying, "Mommy, mommy." Other times, you're going to visit them. You see a guy running around the compound. <laughs> like, who is that? That's my son. Like, why are you hiding him from the rest of the world? It's like, I don't want that part of me These to These are the people there. who do charities and goodwill services like that, uh, running away from, like, some guilt, right? Like, uh, you true, decide to take true. care of, like, teenage mothers because true. you left wherever you come from. It's, when not, it's not guilt. Left, like, because I was raised in a very good family. We've never lacked, uh, whether school fees or food. None of us has ever lacked. My parents raised us so well. And, and are still alive, good, you know, thanks to God. But both your parents are still alive. Yeah, they're still okay. alive. So it's not guilt. For me, it's it's what I was taught by my mom, what I was taught by my dad, 
my dad even sometimes shocks me and says, hey guy, go to, go to church on Sunday. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> dad is talking to me like that. Like, it's it's opened up our eyes to, every time there was, there was a problem at home in the village, we were open to helping people. And I'd never, dad would never ask a question. Why? Mom would never question, she would help, she would support. So they were teaching us something subconsciously while we were growing up that, yes, you have all these things around you, but you need to learn to support those who are less privileged to have what you have or less privileged to be open to those opportunities. Because I'll tell you that there are people who, who have left this earth, friends of mine, very extremely wealthy, people are making millions of dollars in Uganda. But a guy will call you to his, 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 his I don't want to call it a deathbed, but hospital, hospital bed, okay? And sit you down and he'll tell you one thing, says, guy, live fully, love openly, go and create change in someone's life. And when the guy passes on, you don't even shed a tear. It shocks you. You're looking at the guy. He's gone. He's there. I've had friends like that. And someone told me, you're weird. I've lost friends. I see the guy is going and he's gone. There and then. And I'm standing there. They remove the oxygen and the guy is gone. And he's there. And I don't shed a tear. But people around me are crying. And I come out of it. And I go home. You come for burial. No tear. And someone said, why are you like that? I said, because I've been around death a lot. But I know he's in a better place. I know every time I'm moving around or something, these guys are watching me. I'm watching the decisions I'm making. Mm-hmm. So what does what does that mean? And and I'm sure you've noticed also that through your goodwill, that there are things that have happened to you, and in your mind you're like, that's God, <laughs> right? I know that, that 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 was God who did that. There are things you didn't expect, you didn't plan How do you for. Know I'm a believer or not? I didn't say you're a believer, I didn't know, <laughs> but I'm sure from goodwill. I know it from that's why I said when you reach a certain level of what I'm doing, where there's alignment. It's no longer about the physical space. It's sure. more of a spiritual realm you're communicating with. It's why, for example, you'll find that I'll vibe more with Apostle Grace than, than, than another pastor. Because he's speaking something at a certain level of faith that another person will, will fail to comprehend. There are levels to it. That if I tell someone today that I am not comfortable working with a guy who's going to pay us a million shillings a month, he'll say, but you're mad, you're leaving money on the table. Yeah. But what he's not seeing is that that guy has more problems than marketing. Probably his sales team is, is shit. It's, it's not doing what he wants to do. Probably his finances are not well. He has debts he's trying to fix. Probably his team has the wrong mindset at work. These are guys who wake up on YouTube, are watching soaps. Yeah. Probably the guy's product is not, is not solving the, the problems of the market the way it is. And he's looking at you as a solution that fits all you get so even on a call with a guy you read you sometimes you read it and your mind is telling you isaac you've you've you've, you've been here before you've been here you cannot you'd rather have peace of mind than waking up at i mean going home at five you on your laptop at six up to midnight why firefighting right you'd rather have peace of mind <laughs> yes i have some money on the side some money saved but your spirit is communicating to you yes there are things that have happened to me and i'm like wait how you know you question you're like is this god really doing is someone praying for? i even sometimes ask guys guys did you pray for me and they, they sometimes they lie to you say yeah i've been praying for you send us some mobile money they do that so there's there's levels to it even with ai there's levels to it um, you, i wanted to like yeah. ask you a question from yeah. there when you talked about sales and marketing how do you bridge the gap between, between sales, sales and, and marketing, marketing. Yeah. i usually look at sales first so everything i do um even when i'm speaking to a speaking to a prospect everything i do i take them through the entire value wait what do you do do you do both yeah i do both you can't we are we are moving into a world where you can't just do marketing you can't just do sales you can't just 
I, I was looking at an advert the other day <laughs> from a bank. I will not say which bank. They were asking for seven people in one job description. We want someone who's good at lead generation. We want someone who's good at marketing, who has done some graphics. We want someone who's good at sales. We want someone who's good at prospecting, who's good at negotiating. Like, wait, why? They've noticed. And these are things, decisions made from the global spilling down that they've realized we need, we can actually have one person trained to do all and not pay a huge fee of 10 million, but give this guy 2.5 or 3 million and he's doing the work. And there are guys I know who are that skilled. You know, he's good at marketing, good at sales, good at graphics, good at um, at editing videos, he's good at shooting, he's good at photography, he's good at proposal writing. There are guys I know who are good at that. website design. There are guys I know who are good at that. And when a company has a person like that and the person tries to resign, they even tear the resignation letter. Because they're looking at the cost of training other people <laughs> to do this guy's work. I'm looking for someone like that. Yeah, there I'll recommend a few. <laughs> I'll recommend a few. For you, yeah. for you, for No, you. but I'll, I'll, I'll give you AI, AI, AI tools that try proposals. No, no, not tools. I... No, you will love them. They are free. So they why free. I need a human yeah. being, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just take you through the business. So why I actually need the human beings? Because yeah. the proposals, the AI tools, trust me, I sleep in these, I wake up in these, I, mm. I am doing it, my own it, tools. It, it depends on which ones you've seen. I am constructing my own tools. I am constructing some tools with Kenneth around how to effectively, so we're feeding in data to, to run this. But why the human mm. is very important yeah. is because, so we are into the business of production, right? We're Yuvata. We are a production house. We produce web-based content. We <clears throat> we are championing into podcasting as really superior because, of course, this big conversation by ordinary people is getting a lot of traction, but we also yeah. produce thousands of other podcasts, right? Yeah. Uh, music videos for guys. We have also invested heavily in equipment and we have the capacity to invest in that. Yeah. We, money is not our issue here, but we want the business to work. So we want someone who can convince. Yeah, we, we, we put together a sales strategy, right? Mm. We've highlighted who could be our target clientele, right? Yeah. We've pointed that we've highlighted what we need from, what they need from us, yeah. how much value we can add them. We'll put it all together. Now we need the human aspect me, of the version ask. of someone who can go to these companies yep. and then introduce our strategy to them or convince them. In this case, we need like someone who is like a CMO, right? Uh, the best way to get business. Mm. Um, the first solid business we've still gotten is because I am CMO into some other company. Then I managed to convince them that I'll handle all your content and the direction of the content, right? So that is exactly, I want to get a replication of me into someone else to just convince all these other companies to do the same thing I'm doing, yeah. but on a more professional level to like give it yeah. so much so, time and to be paid for just that. So you've mentioned something very interesting, but the direction would be wrong if I was to use the same, just use those words. Now, I believe you are using the same strategy that a thousand other people are using. I'll explain why. I'll explain why. So exactly what you've mentioned is the same strategy that a CEO or an MD of a company is going to employ. I want to get this, I want to go this, I want to go there. Have you asked yourself a question? Um, have you asked yourself a question that where are these guys? Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, tomorrow, in fact, I'm just going to talk to my graphics designer to do the banner of hiring. Question. Thing, yeah. Have you asked yourself a question why guys play golf very early in the morning? Yeah. Do you know that those guys pay about, if it's Uganda Golf Club, 600, I, may, I may be wrong. 
No, no, no. It's actually way more than that. One point two six hundred. It's way more. Membership than is six hundred. Way more than. I that. am a member to Uganda Golf Club. Okay, there are guys who are paying, and I have it on record. There's a guy who paid. Uh, up I have north just never renewed my subscription, but I paid six hundred yeah. for membership. There's a guy who paid up north of ten thousand dollars. What? In the golf club? Yes. There's another guy who's paying fifteen thousand dollars in Entebbe Golf Club. I know the guys. I know the guys. And these are the guys you want to work with, right? Yeah. They are paying this money to go and play golf. They are not playing golf. <laughs> they are cracking deals on the golf course. So ask yourself a question. How can you get closer to that guy? By right paying $15,000? No, you don't, you, exactly. You don't pay. This is where I was taking you to. That the guys you want, okay, you have to treat both sides of, of, of the coin. They are, they, are, they are what you call high net worth individuals. You're looking to work with. But sometimes the, the guys who have access to them are the guys at the bottom of the pyramid. The guy you want to be in touch with, who's going to introduce you to the CEO. Sometimes the guys who speak to the CEOs are not the marketing managers and everything. Yeah. It's the guy who cleans every day. He True. knows all the secrets. True. So how can you get closer to that guy every day? That's the strategy I'm trying but to employ here's the now. guy I want. Yeah. yeah. I don't want the guy who can introduce me to the CEO. Yeah. I consider myself a very well-networked person. Like yes. I, I get into every single room I want to get into. Yeah. Like That is not my problem. Yeah. My problem is I want a guy who's going to show the CEO the value of my why should you of my sh- product. Now here here's something my 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 in terms of mentor. returning business yeah. investment to the CEO that yeah. look here's if here, you here's something you have a podcast right? Yeah. I wouldn't even think of looking for that guy. I would use the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to do that. I've thought about that. So stop thinking, stop thinking here's what I'll do. Mm. You produce this content every day. Have you just decided to run an ad targeting only the CEOs? Of those companies, it's a brilliant strategy. A friend of that's mine it. in South that's, Africa. That's what I'm, I'm going to. That's what I planned. Like yeah. to run the ad. Just focus yes. on the CEOs, and every, it may sound rude, but the people you start even inviting to your podcast should speak the language or speak to things that appeal to those guys. At some point in time, it's it's a difficult thing because there are those who say, "But why did you invite this guy?" He's talking about sex. But it's what your audience wants to listen to. But now you have two people. You have to find a way of balancing it. How how do you create um, content that speaks to the mind of that guy? It may be boring, but how do you find a balance between the two? If I were you, I have this content going on, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'll share something with you called the Content Multiplier Framework by a friend of mine called Peng Jun. He said, just shoot a video like this, just one video, and break it down into pieces of content. Because guess what? everywhere these guys go every platform not not that people say ah i don't want a linkedin channel but people are now on linkedin yeah. right i don't want a clubhouse channel many cmos and ceos are on clubhouse quietly listening to conversations and getting funding from from clubhouses the people who are saying i don't want to go to telegram it's for sex they are ceos i know who ha, who are on who are on telegram speaking to guys who are not on whatsapp or not on facebook or not on twitter not on instagram but are on telegram for a reason because you're saying it's more secure than all these other platforms. So guess what? When you start producing this content and, and breaking it down into bricks of content to these other platforms, I'm telling you, these guys do research before they come to do business with you. They'll say, wait, is, this guy con- is, is what he's saying consistent across the board of what he's saying across all these channels? I need to check. They do check. Sometimes they'll come to you after six months, even 12 months. But to get to them now, is here's, here's a trick. Do more presentations than proposals. Okay. More presentations. Do a, a, a video or a, a webinar showing them exactly strategies. You you can do uh, workflows online, right? Do a workflow, show them, by the way, when you get here, you do this, You go, this is the result you're going to get. 
the people who are interested in workflows as opposed to proposals because they get thousands of proposals every day. Thousands. And they're tired. For me, at this point, I don't even need to write a proposal anymore. I just say, let's get on a Zoom call. I show you what I can do. I show you the results I've gotten. Because testimonials are your way to breaking through the ice. They have questions with this. Testimonials work. or conversions? Testimonials. Testimonials from previous customers, right? When you've worked okay. with someone from the we past. target marketing. Yeah. Okay. They're like, mm, okay, this has worked for so-and-so. I know this company. I know this company. It shows that you have actually what you're doing is right. Then writing a proposal of what you're going to do, show them what you've done and the results you've gotten. So as a digital marketer, how yeah. have you managed to combat um, strategy to sell? Most of it is, has been webinars. How? Webinars. Also, like, I do a webinar. Like, um, this yeah. is what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say you um, just give me a pinpoint of your projects, the projects you've worked on. So uh, I wouldn't say because I have NDAs with some of these guys. But um, what, 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 what has happened is... Like, like product. Give me a product you've sold. A product I've sold, or you've uh, designed I've, a digital marketing strategy for. I've sold education, high net worth. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what was the goal here? What was your KPI? Um, the, the guy needed um, the guy needed um, two thousand students. Two thousand Great. Yeah. Now the question here is, how did your strategy convert to a student paying? Oh yeah. Month? Uh, so I, I looked at the guy's online assets. Okay. <laughs> so this is a guy who is spending eighty thousand dollars a month. I will not say it's a university in Uganda. We're spending $80,000 a month on marketing. And it wasn't working out. We're saying, I'm, I'm spending about $250 million, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing, I'm only seeing $5 million back as an ROI, right? So he was asking a question, how do I, how do I get that $250 million and produce five hundred dollars or more? So I said, let's, use your, let's look at your online assets, right? Mm-hmm. I, when we did an audit of his website, realized Focus. there was no... First of all, there were no conversion plugins in there. Mm-hmm. It was just a simple website with pictures and stuff like that. So we said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to add a pre-qualification form, right? Pre-qualification form, it will ask the name of the person, name of the student, phone number, location, country, if they're able to afford the tuition fee, if they're, in, if they're interested in coming to study, and things like It was a very long pre-qualification form. That was one. Two, we said, we're going to look at your socials also. We're going to just focus on one channel, Instagram. And we said we're going to we're going to drive traffic from Facebook to Instagram because the the kind of students you wanted are international students, most of them are on their phones. And you said okay, the people who pay the fees, where are they spending most of their time? Google. So we're going to run a Google ad as well with a form. We didn't say we're going to run a Google ad. I see people doing posters, banners, which people cancel all the time, which is a waste of money for you if you ask me. So let's just put up a form and let guys fill in. What we're doing was a generating lead, leads. We generated about 10,000 leads of people. Now, the why you said, how do I manage it to marketing and sales? Yeah. The, the first mistake he made was he hired interns to make the calls. <laughs> interns were in the university to make the calls. And he said, man, I've got nothing. And I said, we need to listen to those calls. Can you take us to? The call center. To the, no, it was just a, a room, not really a call, to, to the room where these guys are actually making calls. And we figured out, I mean, the person says, hey, are you interested? The guy just hangs up the phone. Yeah. Say, so, no, you need professionals who have actually done this stuff. So we, ha- we got our stuff and to speak, we managed to get 2,500 students out of the 15,000. And we told him, for the next year, don't advertise. We're going to use the same list. Of the ones who said, I'm not yet ready, we are going to recall them back. That guy fired, at the time, he, he had a marketing manager from Colombia. I know they could be listening to this, but I mean... 
she was she asked for a budget of 80,000 actually not even able to deliver 6 million shillings so the problem wasn't the campaign the problem came to came down to the conversions when we said let's let's get guys already we asked them yes you filled out a form on this on this because it would show you where have you seen this message from from a google ad i've seen it from instagram i've seen it from the website where did you see it said i've seen it from the website so then get on the call we saw you filled in the form from the website the person said yes i've seen the form are you interested when can you come for a free interview because on uh, selling on the phone is not it's not a guarantee that the person will transact you need them to come physically to see the place and most of them came through so that's just one one way we, we did that and it was it was a documented case study but again i will not mention the university All yeah right. <laughs> uh yeah so some bits of this podcast we, we already covered some sense of like legacy yeah see so now i because this is again marketing and yep. now i feel like i have so much to share i also let you ask some yeah. bits of questions yeah, yeah so 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 what are you what are you how are you how are you producing this at the end of the day what do you mean producing so let me give an example um i have a friend and i'll, I'll, I'll share the name with you mm. what this guy does is he love a one-hour interview yeah it's a minute interview and break it down into 40 50 pieces of content is that something you've thought about that's what i'm doing okay uh, it comes naturally now let me let me let me just give you like yeah uh so i already told you right this whole thing is to me dedication to my child yeah that's the prime core so i want to talk to anyone i believe anyone has experiences they can share yeah but in there is so because it's again mambo jambo we are, we're trying to construct a solid program from it yeah we are experimenting a lot so we talk right from industry experts mm. to just guys who just have an opinion yeah uh, from their perspective to life so how people consume it it's more like a jargon conversation mm. yeah yeah we put everything up there on the internet then we distribute differently so we distribute tiktok we distribute twitter we distribute facebook we distribute mm-hmm. on instagram in in bits of clips right mm. now we've introduced chapters on youtube where in this whole conversation it can be then broken down for the consumer to understand what parts they want to only listen to the parts where we're talking about ai parts where we're talking about um uh, hum- humanity or maybe yeah. parts where we're talking about social network oh yeah so the chapters on youtube can help the consumer uh dissect yeah only what they want to consume from the conversation so yeah that's it and audio really guys i'm saying we can use the podcasts to rival the music have you thought about um, transcribing the content from audio to blog? No. People are not good readers. If, if people are not... That's, that's, that's the mindset out there. That's the mindset out there. But if you're going to target the... Say I'm a CEO, right? I want okay. to do business with you. I don't have time to watch, right? Uh, I'm saying this because there is... You love time to listen. Yeah. I would have time to listen. But also, if I don't have time to listen, I may want to read. In my free time. I've met people like that in, in Muyenga and Munyoni, right? Mm. He has time. The guy says, man, Isaac, I don't have time to read this book. Can you find for me a solution? And I'm like, yeah, there's something called Blinkist, right? I can summarize an entire book into an audio. And, 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 and I feel like that's easier, right? Yeah. Book to audio. No, no, there's actually audio, audio, to audio to book. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it can happen. I can do that. But yeah. I'm saying, what are the chances that you will rather choose to read than listen? So why, why, what, what I'm trying to, to show you to achieve is that in that script, okay, 
there's there's platforms like uh, Loom. I don't know if you use Loom, right? No. Yeah, try it out. It's 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 a, it's a platform where you 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 showcase your authority on a subject on on, on a skill. You record it, then you put it online. It's what actually I use mostly for my YouTube. I get into an AI, I master it, I take people through it, I record. Mm. But I discovered the other day that while you're while you're um while you're doing the explanations, it's also writing down for you automatically. Pure, you don't even need to edit. Uh, I was I was telling a Rotary Club the other day that they were like, we need to we need to record presentation, not just video, but also text that people want to read. And I was like, yeah, there's a there's a free tool for that. I think it's called tldv.io, something like that. That you just attach it to your Zoom, have a meeting, and it's going per person who's speaking, it's doing a script a script. Then there's someone who wants to, there are people, I'm told, in, in, in those circles who just want to read. High net worth people, right? So what I'm trying to show you is that don't just focus on the high net worth guy or focus on another. There are other sectors of people you're leaving out. It's the same thing. It's the same mistake I, I see guys making in our space. They say we only want to target 3% of the audience who have money. What happens to the 97%? You see, someone will say, I'm not yet ready to buy. Does that mean you... I was having a conversation with a salesperson. The other day. They said, ah, this person said they're not interested. They're not ready. I said, does it mean you kick them out? There's something called follow-up and follow-through. That when you follow up with this person for a certain period of time, they come through for you. They're like, you know, I, I've been seeing your thing over six months, 12 months, but now I'm ready. Yeah. You get, you need to appeal to those guys. Yes, you may appeal to a guy who consumes video, but what about a guy who can't, who can't view? He'll, he'll, he'll listen. What about a guy who can't view and listen, but has eyes? He'll want to read. You get, and also I've, I've, I've seen that uh, your videos are out there, but have you thought about subtitles for guys who can't hear? Have you thought about guys who want to just watch and it's something I've started integrating into most of my videos? Add the subtitles. Yeah, and these these tools that that that, that do that. For yeah, me. but YouTube right now does it freely, right? When yeah. you go to YouTube to yeah. watch this conversation. Yeah. But also it. how you how you there's there's the art of, of of subtitles. There are subtitles that are just uniform. One color, one what? Those are boring. We've discovered through tests. I don't know if you've seen subtitles that highlight the words being yeah. spoken to. Those are actually the best. They're okay. captivating. Yeah, the fact yeah. that I don't yeah. watch movies with subtitles, I, I feel like um, the people you're not you're not your target audience <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the other thing you could introduce to your podcast is, is photography. How do you mean? Like for example, we are seated. There is Glenn is supposed to take pictures. I, Glenn, yeah. come take pictures. We, we, we're supposed to be doing this, but you, you're taking photography. Mm -hmm. Now that photography is going to appeal to the audience mostly on Instagram, mostly on Pinterest, mostly on on on, uh, on Flickr. They consume more pictures. The algorithm plays around with pictures and, and videos more than with long text. Yeah. You see that? So, like like I said, I'll introduce you to the content multiplier. Like this guy realized just shooting. Wait, what does the multiplier do? So the multiplier talks about I have a video. He shoots a video, right? Then he has just one software. I think it's called Ask Ask uh, Ask Thomas or Ask or Meet Edgar. It's called Meet Edgar, right? Mm. What Meet Edgar does is it 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 picks out all the content and breaks it down into pictures. Breaks it down into audio, breaks it down into scripts, short and long. It then it will tell you this one will go this one, this one, and it's it's expensive because it does that work, but it it does the work for you, right? It puts everything where it's supposed to be, and and the guy figured out he could be on every platform, but he's speaking to a certain a certain mind at a certain time. So his customers will tell you, and here's the brilliant thing he did. He has a high net, um, high ticket. 
programs and he has low ticket mm. because he figured out the guys were saying man I only have ten dollars what do I do do you chase them away? there are thousand people with ten dollars you can't remove you can't re- you can't refuse that money so what do you do accept it but the guys will tell you I have ten thousand dollars for your program and the only two you take them appeal to them so your 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 solutions should appeal to both audiences there's a guy um, one of my mentors one t- he, he he keeps on testing things and tells me every day i have i, I learn something new i change my website every day i learn something new i change my content strategy I said why because i need to appeal to to the different mindset of the different customers so he has programs for high net worth guys and those for low ticket he will tell you for low ticket give them a free for a month yeah. to consume it's a podcast it's it's a, it's a masterclass for the high net worth guys he's having one on ones with them he even say come to my home let's go to a hotel of course they are getting different stuff from from these guys but when these guys go through what he's teaching them through the masterclass and see the value someone will say no 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 i'm going to sell off my car i need to get into that because what this guy is going to share with me is going to save me the headache and expenses that i'm the, the bad decisions i'm making to get in so you you could have content that speaks to all because again these things are changing very fast i'll tell you the number of of, of mentors i have yeah. some of them have bought ai companies not like investing have bought and the guy puts it aside because he says isaac the way this thing is moving i used to have a team of 10 now i have a team of one <laughs> you get used to have a content creator director i don't know a filmmaker yes all these guys script writers copywriters website designers funnel hackers what says now i have just one person i don't know if you've heard of um what's this thing called uh, click funnels no click funnels is a guy who who who, who sat down and said i need a website to, to do sales for me <laughs> right it's not just building a website and having it stand alone he built a website that could actually sell to you long term it had templates it had follow up emails you just bought the thing plugged it in your system and it will sell to you every day it is sending a reminder even on your phone it's trying to sell to you something a click funnel is very expensive it's about 297 dollars right mm-hmm. per month there's another guy in um, in ireland who introduced something called ultra funnels and he said why should you pay 297 dollars per month when you can buy one of <laughs> i did the math i'm like man let me invest into this thing so i bought an ultra funnel account meaning i can build a website with my ultra funnels account for so many clients okay and it will do sales for them but guess what they'll have to pay me more be, for the knowledge i have as opposed to paying um three guys for example every three every year for for three years i need to build design my website differently differently because then with a the click funnel i don't need to have a salesperson no i just need to have somebody who's following up on the leads that are coming in the idea behind click funnels was if a person visits my website immediately it captures your name and email and it starts selling to you over a 12 week 14 week period you choose every industry you choose right the other guy is saying let me build your website and we leave it there and then they'll come and say this guy built me a website but i don't see the value of it what is coming like like i mentioned earlier that there's a guy who will tell you can you make my website look good subconsciously he's telling you can you make it look good so that it attracts customers yeah. you see so you have to find a balance between both it's like when you're dating a girl you don't just date go have sex and say that is it no try to ask yourself is there something else unique about her that she can that i can that, that she can add value to me or, or a household or a business as opposed to say let me just go data 
see where it goes until she starts asking for they, they call it what chimeza money you start chasing her away no so you need to find a balance between the, even for the content of, of the podcast you need to figure out how do you appeal to different audiences that are watching there may be a guy who's seen your podcast and skipping it on twitter how do you get that guy's attention could it, be, it. could it could it be yeah, yeah no that's what you're saying right now i've gotten guys whom i thought i would never need oh no like look but it connects again, me to the ceo of Absa. Uh, the goal for me the podcast <laughs> yeah dedication to my child exactly uh, my yeah. child grows up listens to the conversations i'm having like i appreciate the guys right i need to present numbers to advertisers for yeah. for me to make business but the content i want to be um, i've just guys with their money quite a number yeah uh, i don't want to mention the brands because now i'm trying to work with them but they, they've approached me about coming on yeah. and they wanted to stamp their products around around and you're like okay no but you see now that's where your expertise comes in because some of them are doing it wrong you see these guys present beautiful proposals to their bosses and say hey by the way we can put out a google ad we can put out this on this guy's podcast ask them a question is that what you want to achieve? You see, there are people who put out... I, I don't want to, to, to make it look bad for them. There are people who put out adverts, okay? Yeah. But it's because they've been told by their teams, this is what you need to do. <laughs> but how do you measure that? That's the question. How do you measure that? Sometimes I fear to share strategy because I know some, it's difficult. How do you measure brand? How do you measure brand? Uh, brand's thoughts and feelings and how people feel about it out there? There are tools to do that nowadays online. Don't need, don't need to hire a research firm or, you know, I'm not making them look bad or anything, but don't need to hire a research firm to do surveys and stuff like that. There are tools that can that, that can show you. I did a survey the other day with uh, a team online. I said, what do you think can be done, you know, to improve this? Do you like this? Guys were shared and a beautiful report came out. And the guys were like, man, we paid 10 million shillings to so-and-so to do for us this. And I'm like, okay, you paid 40 million shillings because you didn't know. <laughs> you see that? Now you know. Okay. But you need to fight to 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 figure out. Yes, there are guys who want to come to your podcast to advertise. But ask them, is this going to help you meet your targets, your revenue targets? That's the first question usually, because when you hit your revenue targets, you can pay salaries and stuff like yeah. that. But also, who is your target market? Ask them. Do you think these guys are actually listening? Yeah. No, no, listening in, but are, are actually clicking on that ad. And even after they click, what next? <laughs> you see that. You need to know data. Data is key. Most people just say, let's do it because. It has know, to be done. It's because it has to be done. Or because another house is doing it, another mm-hmm. competitor is doing it. But you have to ask yourself, what's the impact on the business? Always find ways of measurements. Yeah. Of measuring that data. Yeah. So for you in this case, where is the biggest problem? Is it in the planning, in the execution, or in the strategy? No, it's not even, it's not even in all of those. For me, I think it's, 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 in, it's in what we are consuming. Right? Um, I, I feel we are cons- the sources of information, right? I, I don't want to say the schools are giving us bad information, but I think they're not updated, okay? Um, way back, I used to, like I said, I used to go knocking door to door. Now I just sit with my laptop, punch in a name, punch in uh, a company, and I get email addresses mm-hmm. of whoever is in that company, right? Phone numbers and stuff. Yeah. And the question is, why aren't, why aren't schools teaching this stuff? Why aren't curriculums teaching this stuff? Which is why you asked me about smartness of, of international kids. Right? Mm. And I'll tell you, when you go to, to, to the schools and sit down, they're not teaching them the same stuff, that, the history that they're teaching our kids. No, it's updated stuff. I was at, uh, I won't name the school, but it, it's, it's a long book there. And, and the questions felt like general paper. What is the implication of so-and-so's 
tax evasion, blah, blah. This thing just happened two days ago. <laughs> I'm like, why are they teaching these kids this stuff right now? And the other kids are being taught about Mau Mau Rebellion. Like, there was a big shift. My mind yeah. was like, okay, now I understand why these guys are paying a lot of money to these kids. Because these kids are going to say, wait, 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 I've seen this thing on TV. And they go and, you know, you, you find a kid of three, four years yeah. sitting on CNN. It, it questions everything you know about kids, right? You're like, they're supposed to be watching Teletubbies or cartoons, but they're on CNN. Why? It's an assignment in the book. They're supposed to know that stuff and write down. Why? They're activating their, their, their brains. They, 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 I don't know if you remember the simple science we went through. is what you call the alpha, beta, theta, gamma, and right? They're activating those in their brains. Mm-hmm. Then these other guys who are being taught about <laughs> the other stuff. So what the parents are actually paying for is brain is brain simulation as opposed to education. But in this case, do you feel like uh, the investment into education, yeah? Say, yeah. say when you invest in an international school, yeah. uh, do you get return on investment? You do. You do. I've not seen that happen. There is that, the, that plastic surface debate yeah. of um, a lot of cuts invest in international school then have their children um, do the grading, they go out, they, they go ahead and, and get the degrees, right? And then yes. they're unemployable. They need to come back home. The ones that are unemployable are mostly those that have been spoon-fed. Go to school, go to school, go to school, go to school, go to school. I have discovered there is, there is like two different categories of, 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 of kids that go to international school. There are those who rebel. So now you're teaching us the wrong stuff. They're those ones. Their minds are, are, are shifting towards, towards entrepreneurship. Okay? There is a girl at um, Quality Chemicals. She finished international school. She's Ugandan. She went to the US, finished and all that. But she came back. But she's questioning the... I spoke to her one time at one of the fairs. She, she questions every every decision the marketing guy makes. And that, that got me thinking, wait, this girl is actually smart. The guy was saying, she was telling the guy, look, we don't need to put our products on, on the big screen TVs and all that. Few people will come through. She told the guy, just bring a pad, right? Put the pad on uh, the iPad on the table with a the, with the click to register. Hmm. And the guy said, but for him, was looking at making more money, you know, purchases and all that. And her idea was very brilliant. Whenever you'd go to the table, you didn't just want to pick flyers. She said, no, don't put flyers. The person, let me speak to the person and they leave us the information there. At the end of the day, she told me she had 60 people who had registered. Out of the and 60, yeah, they were doing business with 10. And guess what? She replaced the dude. <laughs> Mindset again. So it, 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 it brings... Uh, there's a question you asked, I, I, I forget again. But the investment usually may be seen long term, not in the short run. Long term later on, not in the short run. Yeah, long term or not, not yeah. done. I'm saying uh, with with the experience of seen, right? Yeah. If I invested into... Guys invest, right? Uh, guys become lawyers, then they yeah. spend their first 10 years making 800,000. That is money I make. That is money I spend on... I where I job from, right? Um, so because they pay me per per hour, like yeah. any other guy. Yeah. So, but because I'm giving them a skill, direct yeah. skill, I'm helping them understanding behaviors. I'm helping them understanding their data, yeah. and I'm coming up with strategies, and I'm helping them form their night lives and whatnot, right? To give them experiences, so they are paying for that. I I did not have my dad invest into 
a marketing degree. Yeah. yeah? This is stuff like a land online and whatnot. But yeah. the, the guys who went and studied and they've become sale lawyers or whatnot and they're getting like 800,000, right? Yeah. I, I find it, it's peanuts. Yeah. Guys online say it's peanuts. But that is... That is that is the society they operate in. This is what people are paid around sure. here. Um, Eight hundred thousand to how much they have invested in school for sixteen years does not make sense at all, right? Do you remember when I it's said stupid for me to make that yeah, money? Do you remember when I said you're paid for the value you bring to the marketplace, not your time? The difference in, in, in what you're saying is that. Let me just give a typical example. There's a reason someone is paid four hundred k. The person's job is just to make calls. Okay, now, if I came to that company, I can make calls, I can yeah. generate the lead, I can write the proposal, yeah. I can go out and pitch and win the business, I can also design a website, I can also go out and 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 and, and look for potential prospect businesses that, that the ED is looking out for. There's no reason as to why I will not be given five million as opposed to the guy. Your, in, in other words, when they say the value. That you're paid for is the the, the 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 difficulty of the problem that you're solving is what you're paid for. If the if it's easy to if 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 you're easy to be replaced, you'll be paid less. If if it's difficult right now, typical example. Look at the CEO of MTN. She's doing an amazing job. Very she, amazing. Sylvia. Yeah. Mingi, she's doing an amazing how, job. How how can you measure her? I a job when she's just like three months on the job, right? No, that's not three months. More than that right now. <laughs> but like eight, it's no more than eight months. It's not more than eight months. She doesn't but have any she recommendable has struck, She has struck strategic partnerships. And she has reopened some partnerships that went silent. Most people, Like which ones? Side examples. I'm not going to say that on, 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 on the podcast. But they are, they are, I, I follow them because they are partners, right? On, okay. on, on, on where we work. They are partners. And I'll, I'll tell you that it's my job to follow up on partners and competitors. I do that a lot. If anything fun is going on, I report to the hey, by the way, guys, this is what is going on. Our partners, mm, let's think about it. let's change strategy here because it's going to save them time they could have taken to invent or innovate a product when these guys are not aligned. You get so I follow up. I see her. most people say, for example, oh, she's taking pictures with so and so. As we are seeing something else, she's initiating a relationship with so and so. She's meeting key partners that she's supposed to work with in the industry that also could introduce her to other people she has no access to. You get it. So immediately she's 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 going to hit her revenue targets, but who are those people who meet the cup that will help her hit her target? So what will she do? Go and meet someone, take a picture. Why? Someone will say, mm, "I wanted to meet this person. She has access. Let me go." Oh, I wanted. She's doing that in the public eye. People think it's just PR. No, it's a strategic move. It's part of it's part of corporate governance to do that, right? And they don't see it as that. They'll say, "Ah, these guys are just taking pictures." Mm. But to answer your question. You're paid the amount of money you paid is for the difficulty the, or the complexity of the problem you solve, as opposed to someone who does something that is easy or can be uh, outsourced to someone else to do, right? An engineer, a, a telecom engineer, is paid the money he wants to be paid, as opposed to a guy who's going to clean floors because anyone can clean floors, but no one can go and fix the servers when the thing is down, right? It's the complexity of the problem you solve. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What sort of legacy are you trying to leave behind? Ah, that's that's, like a, that's a tough one. One um, for my family, I'd love to, I'd love them to be comfortable. I don't want them to lack. The way I've grown up, we've not lacked anything, right? Even at this age, we don't lack anything. Dad sometimes passes home and says, "Hey, by the way, I brought you some food from the village and stuff like that." Even when you have, right? <laughs> He'll give you. I don't want them to lack. It's something that has that I'd like to pass on to the next generation. 
So I'm work, I work extremely hard. Uh, Do you have children already? No, no, not yet, not yet, not yet, mm. not yet, not yet. And people keep asking me why. But when I see the, the way things are moving, I'd rather spend more time creating assets and, and all that so that when the child comes, I don't have to struggle, right? The market is going to have a dip again. It's going to have a very big dip. And when you talked about goodwill, right, mm. did you know that the goodwill you provide to the people around you, even when you don't have money and they don't have money, but you're able to provide to them, comes back to you during that time. Did you know that, for example, during the pandemic, Tesla was making more revenue than it, than it was right now? Why? People were buying more cars. During the pandemic... What was the goodwill he did? In this it, case? It, it wasn't goodwill he did, but he, he came out to say, we've, we've, for every Tesla that has an issue, we're going to replace it without pay. So someone said, wait, what? I need to buy it now because... I am anticipating when the lockdown is, is is removed, the price will go up, which it did. It didn't actually go up. But people bought more Teslas. Did you know that people consumed more soft drinks, especially Coca-Cola, during the pandemic than, it, than, than now? The data is there. Why? Because these guys have been able to provide value. They, they, it's, it's a lot of money. I know for a fact these guys spend a shitload of money in advertising. Even in, in Uganda here with the media houses. Yeah, Coca-Cola really has. In how in uh, Coca-Cola, uh, the telecoms. That's also a trillion dollar company, right? Yes, but but consistently, if you're able to well, get if, that if, business if in. If I'm operating with a trillion dollars, you yeah. have a consistent marketing budget. Yeah, consistent, yeah. But you have to understand that they're looking at the long term, not the short run. It's the reason as to why they're, they're, they're soft drink companies, I won't mention, they try to come in and copy and died after six months. Because they need to understand that what they're trying to build is, is top of mind. It's not sales. It's just top of mind that Coca-Cola does not sell the soda. What do they sell? They sell the experience. Exactly. They're selling experience, not, not the soda. Uh, Uber is not selling houses. Uh, Uber is not selling, is not selling cars. Yeah, but Uber is shit in general. Yeah. To you. To you. Yeah. I've, I've enjoyed Uber rides. Not in Uganda. In Kenya, though. <laughs> not here. Yeah, I'm saying even the business concept. In, in, in I, Kenya, I, yeah. I don't feel like But it. you see, these guys are figured out a problem and said, wait, can I create something to remove that headache from someone? Someone said, oh, this guy is tired of going to watch movies in the cinema. Can I create a streaming service where they can watch movies? Someone said, um, this person is tired of, of, of booking hotels. Can which are far? Can I have someone put their house on an app and they book it? So they, they create, and which is why I think innovators get it wrong, that we create something we believe appeals to us, not the general public, not the mass market, Okay. I believe, I, I, I thought about two ideas the other day and I was sharing with my, my MD like, I've seen a gap in the market that other people are doing in the US, no one is exploiting in Uganda. This is a mass problem. Can you exploit it? Say, okay, what, think about the resources, time, energy, how much to create to go that angle and how we would get this. I said, no, we don't even need to spend on marketing. I know where the guys who will consume this stuff are. We just need to do presentations to them and online, not physical meetings, online. So we need to figure out for your podcast, for example, think about can this go beyond Uganda? Can it go to Africa? Can it go to the US? Can it go to the UK? Why? There are people I'm sure have listened to your podcast and are saying, well, this is a brilliant young man. How do you support him? True. So uh, to, to, to just give you a heads up on that, yeah. we are expanding, yeah. right? So the podcast has three hosts. Yeah. There's a host oh, outside yeah, I, in I, the... I, I've seen another guy. I keep on wondering. He's also your OB. <laughs> ah, interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. There's that guy, yeah. the tech guy. Then there's a chick, a spiritual chick who hosts. Why do you uh, call her spiritual chick? <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to hit me for it. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's a doctor, though. So there's Dr. Maya who yeah. hosts. 
from California, right? Okay. So what she does, she speaks to. We we feel like there's a big gap between um, Africans living in the diaspora, yeah, and how they blend in with Africans here, right? And how they talk to having conversations like yeah. trying to relate traditions true. and culture and whatnot. True. So That's that is true. the aspect she's bringing to that to the podcast with a totally different audience. So like I told you, it has now segments, even on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so there are those audio versions that don't get anywhere, that are just going to the European market. And that's that. But I told you, with the funding, um, until maybe it's Adidas, right? Where they're giving us heavy no, checks. Really, I've just got even an I, idea. I'm going to chase so many have, of them. Have you thought about having this done like on a Twitter space? No. I've thought yeah. about it, but yeah. I don't want to do it Why? on the Twitter space. Um... So this is not news, right? Mm-hmm. This is a podcast. I yeah. want uh, these in there is us trying to like rival music with conversations, right? Yeah. So we want people to look out for what they want to listen to in their own convenience. But Twitter space means you have to like uh, go into the whole influencing guys at there is a specific time, then grow that following mm-hmm. for that specific time. So mm-hmm. that's what, but. I can have conversations with you and publish any other time. Did you know that Twitter spaces can be pre-recorded? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> and people listen too. Where, where, where I'm taking you is, is there is a time um, one of the opposition leaders, I think Bobby Wine, um, hosted a live when Facebook was still put down. I think it's still, sometimes I think it's on some new thing too. He hosted a live on Facebook when it was put down and people thought he was live. <laughs> recorded there are services where you can record this okay and make it look live on all platforms Streamyard, for example or restream right a platform that that allow this you put a fully recorded thing and people get to listen and watch so as it's as it's um you can relieve experiences or relieve a podcast right on, on, on all, all all these online platforms and people get to log in and as it's going on you're mm-hmm. actually responding as people asking questions on, on, on one on one app, it's responding to it's responding to YouTube, it's responding to Twitter, it's responding to Facebook as it's going live. So people think that the conversation is live, but it was actually recorded a week, a year ago, and guys are like, wow, we, we just listened to this guy. And I have actually used it for some people. Well, I'll try that. That's, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you is. can actually record it and put it out. Just check out Restream. Yeah. Check out Streamyard. They did it for Michael Jackson and Tupac in, in, in the US, but it was with a hologram where Snoop Dogg was performing with both and it looked so real. But it was just a hologram of past experiences and it was a whole the same thing Kanye West did for the wife, the ex wife. Yeah. To bring back her dad, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 I mean, people have not not say I keep telling people that not to be rude, but People have not even explored five percent of, of of the digital marketing space in Uganda. Not yet. There's a lot out there that I feel hasn't yet been touched, and for good reason. And uh, people are keeping their stuff. I've seen some of the plans, strategies that guys are doing right now in the US. Most digital marketers or, or guys who train our people on how to generate leads in business are buying companies for a reason. That sometimes you try to help someone, a business owner, and you can't. Like there's no way. So what do you do? Tell a guy, hey, let me look at your books. Are they good to go? I'm giving you 100k USD. Take it or leave it. Guess is no. Everything is here. That's it. The business is yours. The tax books and everything is clean. And guess what? You're able to turn those businesses around and make a huge profit. It's the same thing with the billionaires in Nigeria. The guy comes to you, listens to you, looks at looks at your books, a strategy, marketing, and everything, and says, I want to buy your business. 
there was a there was there was, there was a unicorn in Nigeria that, that was bought. Yeah. I, I forget the name, but it was an they used to hire uh, tech guys and everything to do business to do work for the guys abroad. These guys looked at the strategy and said, "Like the idea, want to buy off the company." They gave the guy a check he could not refuse, <laughs> and he said, "Man, it's all yours." And guys are making money like that. Guys are getting billionaires like that. Create a company and resell. Yeah, resell and and and. Speaking of which, you've been yeah. mentioning on the fact that you've invested in about you're investing yeah. in fifteen companies. Yeah. How are you doing it? Are you crowdsourcing the funds? Are no, you, no, no, no. So, so um, are you just rich? Are you a trust fund baby? <laughs> I do not want to be beaten in my home. <laughs> so, yes. Um, sometimes you do make money from consulting, speaking to people, and stuff like that, and it's just they're doing nothing, right? Mm. So, you, I mean, you, there are always opportunities online. There are groups, there are platforms. You go and listen to guys pitching and stuff, and you're like, yeah, I like this idea. Let me invest in the company. But of course, as a silent investor, you don't want to come out and, you know, stuff like that. Guys can kill you for, for stuff, things like that. But also, if, if you like the idea, you like the company, you buy it off. You know, just buy it off uh, and let it be there. Every time you, there's always going to be an opportunity. Where are you getting the money to buy it? The company? I can't say. <laughs> you buy it off the company. Those are the most interesting yeah. questions. Because, <laughs> yeah, buying, buy everyone likes to buy, but... Yeah. Um, Want the story of how you make the money to start? Like I said earlier on, for me right now, my strategy is into real estate. Build as much as possible. Have that that money come through, and you reinvest it into other things. Agriculture, same thing. Um, people get money from agriculture and spend it on drinking and stuff like that. I'd rather use that money for other things. Uh, consulting, of course. Um, get that money. Don't buy in, you know, fancy stuff and things like that. Reinvest it, right? So most of the money I get, I do reinvest, reinvest, reinvest to make sure that I'm getting. At least somewhere I know that these assets are going to make money for me in the future. Your law formal seem to be your biggest enemies. Who? So you fear missing out. No, you no, also no, no. Don't it's not even about that. Once. There, there are things I've missed out on. No, you don't fear missing out, actually. No, so I, that's I, what I can yeah, say. You but, don't fear missing but, out, but, right? But sometimes there are things that pass you and you're like, wait, 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 how? You even plead, I've pleaded with an, with, with an IT company, an app company. Up to now, they refuse to listen to me. <laughs> but I know they'll, they'll one day say yes. Um, it's a brilliant idea. It's a very brilliant idea. I think the guy just had his own marketing strategy wrong. So I, I told him, I want shares into the business. I can turn this around. And, and I proved it. We also we also uh, did a case study with Blinkist. Uh, the one I told you about, where they, they convert books yeah. into audios. And just I've actually used Blinkist, right? Yeah. yeah. So we did a case study with them and, and told them, we can do this thing for Africa. They said, no, Africa is not our market. They said, let's try it out. We got 2,000 CEOs to sign up. And we told them what shares into the company, they won't sign it. Up to now. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's things like that. You do case studies and guys are shocked. Okay, this thing works, but we can't have a black guy investing. Yeah, this is racism. In it. A lot of racism. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you so much for Welcome having me. The podcast. You <laughs> definitely should come back again. Now Thank you. Construct this again. Thank you. Yeah. This has been great, man. Thank you. Thank you.